And we are live. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to yet another episode of the Ugly Money Podcast. I am your host, Ugly Money Nietzsche. This episode being brought to you by Engorge Rejuvenation Tea. Promote, promoting erections, improving stamina, size, endurance, and libido. Make sure you go to engorge.com. That's E-N-G-O-R-G-E. Dot com to get yours today, all natural milk supplement, and of course, our official liquor sponsor. We're on that chosen man, chosen vodka, vodka owned by a black man, vodka for the chosen ones, triple distilled, extremely tasty. I got some uh, original and I got some vanilla over here, man. So, uh, we have a very special guest in the building today. A lot of things have been going on in the world that I want to talk about. It's a lot of things we're going to discuss. I'm excited about this interview, but ladies and gentlemen. From Florida, by way of Nigeria, he has been all over the world, not just the country, not just the state, not just the continent, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Oba Gulano. I think I said it right. Yeah, Obal Gunlan. Okay, Appreciate I got you, it. brother. I got it. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, working on, I'm working on my African, man. And I love that intro. I'm going to need that for the stage. Yeah, man. They, they got to they gotta, they gotta put your respect on your name, bro. They got to put your respect on your name. So, uh, first and foremost, man, I appreciate you making time for us, man. I appreciate yeah, you making brother. time to come out. And uh, the question that I, I, I want to start this interview off with, so that, that way my listeners and our listeners can have a more synopsis of who you are. Who was Oba? For Oba became Oba Gulano. <laughs> Man, I was um I was born Obato Yimbo, which is you know my full name, Obato Yimbo Gulano. I was born in Miami, Florida. And you know, I was one of them ch- children. My parents, they always knew who I was gonna be. They knew my destiny. So in my tradition, we big on destiny and purpose and knowing who you are. So real quick, when we born is something called the Esetaye or birth reading, it's divination to know the path that this child is supposed to take in life. So one thing I've always been clear of is my path and mm. what I'm going to do, who I'm going to be when I grow up. That's hard. That's hard. So even as a young, early age, like you had, you had direction. Yeah, because my parents always told me I was born to be a king. Respect. So my name means, Oba means king. You know what I mean? So even like my schooling, my schooling was different than my brothers and them. I didn't get to go to a foreign school or nothing until I was in the 10th grade. Mm. My schooling was homeschool, you know what I mean? So the main thing they was focused on is me knowing my culture, my tradition, and who I am. That's hard, that's hard, that's hard. Man, you know, I think uh, it's crazy. I think sometimes that's missing in our, in our, in our households, you know what I'm saying? The respect of, of not only your name, yourself, but your heritage and, and, and what, you, what, you, what you stand for. You know, I, um, I have a whole pod about people not living up to what they are. We are kings and queens. Yes, for and sure. And I can't stand it when, when 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 queens act like thoughts and when kings act like, you know, uh, uh, niggas. Yeah. <laughs> Common niggas. Say it again. Yeah, man. So, uh, speaking of niggas, <laughs> recently, uh, as of yesterday, the world has been rocked by storm uh, by this Montgomery Riverfront brawl. Did mm-hmm. you see it? Did yeah, see? I saw it. I watched it many times. <laughs> I watched it a lot, every angle. <laughs> hey, man, and you know, uh, when I first saw it, I didn't know. I was like, why are they showing me? Oh, it's a fight. Okay. And then, of course, you know, when it when it, when it it transpired on and and we saw that the guy started jumping the, the, the security guard, then things started getting interesting. Yes. Then something happened that... Uh, 
I haven't seen in a long time. You saw black people black band together. Come together. I, I'm feeling chills right now. Just when you said, like, it feels good. Like, uh, everybody know me. I don't promote violence. For sure. But like, <laughs> like the great Malcolm X said, we vi we're peaceful to those that's peaceful to us. Come on, man. You know what I mean? So I can only say I feel good, not just about the fight, but the unity. Come on, man. You know, you can't pay for that. You can't pay for that. But a level of unity like that, I'd be a part of that any day. You know, and it was a... And given, you know, I mean, under the circumstances, of course, yeah, it's a fight. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> a good one. At but that. to see, but to see, like the guy that jumped out of the boat and swam in the water just to go help his brother. Man, that's powerful. That let me know that we still, we we're gonna be all right. You know what I mean? We're gonna be all right. More of us keep being on this mission, doing what we gotta do. We're gonna be okay. I think we still possess that togetherness. I, I just, I just wish brothers and sisters would rock with brothers and sisters the way they need to rock with brothers and sisters. Indeed. You know, if, if we, if we rock with each other, and we rock with, you know, we, if we rock with us the way we rock with these other people. Yeah. Um, if we support it the way we support others, if we, if we, if we shop the way we shop with others, mm -hmm. there is, there is an unbelievable amount of success and prosperity that we could achieve as a people. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, which leads me to Africa mm. where the motherland, yeah, <laughs> where you have our people there thriving, prospering. Tell me about Africa, man, Africa. First and foremost, Africa is beautiful and it's like any other place it's on. What are you going to focus on? You know what I mean? A lot of the things that were fed to us here as African-Americans about Africa was just the poverty. Wow. Africa is the rich, richest continent in the world. All of the wealth. Africa feeds the world. That's why they call her Mother Africa. All of the resources are coming from Africa. The Chinese and the Europeans and them, they're not there for no reason. You know what I mean? They're there pulling away from our resources. So one thing with me traveling back to Africa so much, and I was born in America, you know what I mean? A lot of people think I was born there because of how much I know about Africa and how much I've been traveling there. But with traveling there, I realized that Africa is missing us the same way we are missing Africa. Mm. This is the separation they've been trying to do for the longest. Keep the traditional African and keep the African-American or African in the Caribbeans away from each other. Make them hate each other. Make them fight each other. If you follow my movement on social media and you see the way when I'm in Africa, I got hundreds, thousands of people behind me. You know what I mean? That's some powerful thing because we endured and we went through so much. We're coming here to the U.S. So us fighting back and getting our tradition and our culture back, we're going to hold it different. You know what I mean? So when we come back with the Brothers of Africa and we go there and re-enlight their mind to let them know that we got to remember during the Middle Passage, a lot of us that was taken was the kings, the queens, the chiefs, the warriors, because we wasn't okay with selling out. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of the strongest people, strongest Africans ended up here in the U.S., Jamaica, the diaspora. And I'm seeing that when we go back together and we join arms with our brothers, we're unstoppable. I mean, unstoppable. Facts. Just like we was unstoppable in Montgomery, man. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> Man, they'd have made uh, they'd have made uh, reenactments of that thing and everything, man. I sat there and looked, man. 
I wake up today and my homie White Dolomite, shout out to my boy White Dolomite. He had posted on his page or whatever because he looked white, but he black. Yeah, yeah. And they said they're acting like he the security guard and he the white guy. And I said, man, you know, we need, we all need a, a partner like the guy that was swimming in, 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 the, in the water. Man. We need somebody that's going to come to our aid whenever, you know, whenever the time calls without us asking. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I just, I just believe that us as a culture, if we really start supporting each other the way we supposed to, we start loving each other because we've been trained to hate each other. We've been trained Facts. to, you know, have a crab in a bucket mentality, Facts. you know, and it's just like, man, we, if we could just wash that away in some shape, form or fashion, we would be unstoppable. Yeah. The black dollar true. is, is, is mon It's huge. It's, and we it's rarely powerful. spend it with e each other. Yeah. You know yeah. The black dollar, as soon as you make it, it leaves the community. Mm -hmm. The uh, European dollar circulates like five, six, seven times. You know what I mean? The Jewish dollar circulates nine times yeah. before it leaves the community. The black dollar, we'd be lucky if it circulates twice. That's, you know, that's the problem. And we got we to gotta keep, keep pushing forward with that. It's people sometimes confuse um, being race first and racism. Yeah. Two separate things. Yeah. Putting your brother first got nothing to do with racism. You know what I mean? Being pro-black has nothing to do with racism. For sure. You feel me? So yeah. it's like, why don't we break bread with each other? Why don't we spend with each other? One thing you're going to see when you go to Africa is you, you are going to see that togetherness. You know what I mean? Even in the um, poorest place where they ain't got half of what we got, a quarter of what we got. And one thing I told him, I said, the thing I love is that you can eat together. Mm. I said, you can't go knock on your neighbor door no more and eat. Like, y'all eat together. I love that. I love that. Yeah, man, that's how, man. I, I, I gotta. I, I've been meaning to take a trip uh, to Africa because you know uh, I be scrolling Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and this may be the wrong reason, but you know what? This is. I'm gonna keep it real. I be scrolling Instagram, and I see these African ladies, man. and they look like they look like the BBL girls without the BBL. Without the BBL. And I was like, oh man, these girls are going to Miami to go get an African woman, but. Man, talk to me about the women, man. I'm in love with her African skin. <laughs> Come on, baby. Yes, man. What I in one of my songs I say, a natural goddess with a natural profile. Uh -huh. Think of that, a Come natural on. goddess with a natural profile. Like, like you said, they're going to the places to get the bodies that the natural women have. Yeah. It's beautiful because a lot of it comes from the food that they eat. You got to understand, in the U.S., we eat a lot of processed food. True. You know what I mean? The main diet there is based on yams, starch, meat, and greens. He said Real right. simple. He said yams. Yams. The yams come from the yams. <laughs> I mean, to tell you, man. And they do a lot of walking. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one thing for sure. In Africa, they do a lot of walking. You know what I mean? So that's exercise in itself. And especially the women who can carry the stuff on their head. Wow. I'm always impressed when I see them doing that. Like big buckets of things on their head, walking around, holding conversation. But just like I say, the work ethic, it's a little different. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a little different. But no. yeah, the, the women there, very, very beautiful. You know, there is a, there's an a, a, a uprising, an a, a up-and-coming movement here in the States called the Passport Bros. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, I heard of them. It's basically, you know, brothers that uh, have, uh, you know, they go outside of the country yeah. to find their, their person. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times women in 
other places are a little more submissive mm-hmm. than they are right here. Uh, t- talk to me about the submission of African women. Is that is that does that hold true? One thing I'm gonna say about African American men, kings, and gods: a lot of times you don't realize who you are until you leave the country Ooh. and how much value you hold. You got the world looks to us as gods. You got to think everybody is copying the African American male style. In every country, China, wherever you go, everywhere I travel, they want to be the African-American male. Wow. If they hear you rapping in other country, they hear your accent, they love it. Either they're going to love it or hate it, but majority they're going to love it. So the women there are going to treat you different. Wow. You are the catch when you get there. Yes, I would tell the brothers, if you're having a hard time with finding a good woman, a queen here, take your butt to Africa. Mm. You know what I mean? Go to the Caribbean. You know what I mean? Everything, just don't be... Uh, if I could say, just don't be a fool. Like, you got to be smart in everything you do. Sure. If you go out there and you be a sucker, you're going to get played wherever you at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you want to go and find these beautiful queens who thousand times looking like the finest woman you could ever see, but they're treating you like the king that you are, mm-hmm. you will get that there. I'm not going to lie to you about it. Hey, man, I'm booking my ticket. Yeah, 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 I'm thinking about joining the Passport Bros movement. <laughs> I'm getting tired of this stuff. I'm getting triggered. <laughs> You know, uh, now nah, that, that's hard, man, because, you know, uh, I just think that there, there, there's an agenda at play here in the States where they, they are trying to remove the, the male, the man, the black man and the black woman. They're trying to move. They're trying to separate them. They're trying mm-hmm. to move the black man out the house, you know what I'm saying? Because what is the, what is the way to, to, to hurt the strongest man the strongest male, spe- you know, of the male species is to take his woman away. Yeah, take his you know woman away. Make his woman fight with him. Make his woman, you know what I mean, compete with him on everything. You know, it's so, it, it's like gender roles, it's nothing wrong with that. With a man being a man, a woman being with a woman, that's the most beautiful thing. It's sure. balance. It's not, I'm higher than you, you higher than me. It's balance. Yes, we sir. have our roles. And one thing, like, one small thing I noticed, like, when I'm in Africa and, like, the women come and serve you, they like do a little bow when they bring you your plate. Wow. Some people in America be like, uh-uh, girl, don't be doing that. But it's like, why not honor your king? The one that's taking care of everything, that's bringing everything. Yeah. Because he's honoring you the same way, but in a different way. Yeah. So as a woman, to give that respect, it's not a competition. No, for sure. I tell, I tell, I tell, I used to tell my ex-girlfriend all the time, I say, I honor you every time I pay the bills, get that, I honor you every time I pay the rent, the light bill, the Wi-Fi is jumping, the Netflix, the car insurance, every time there's food in there for you to cook, I honored you, every time your son wants something and you got them and you ain't had to pay for it, I honored you. You know, we just, we just show it different ways. We show I think, it different ways. I think men protect and provide, I think that's our, you know, our, our main gear, and I think women are supposed to be peace and pleasure, but a lot of times, you know, I think the, uh, the message gets a little a little warped here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. Like, we just got to continue to do our part. But yeah, shouts out to the Passport Bros, because I'm telling you, man, I'm only going to give myself about, about 90 more days. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going back to Africa on the 6th. I need Book to go with flight. you. <laughs> I need to go with you, man. I, I'm serious. I need to go with you, man. Now, let's talk about, you know, you're, 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 you're here in Florida sometimes, and then, of course, you're in Africa. You just got off of a, a tour in yeah. Nigeria. Yeah, a one-month tour. I went to four countries. No, wow. five, because at the end I went to Paris. So five countries. Talk to me about that tour, man. So we, um, I got two programs happening right now. I got one called MOA, which is Movements of West Africa. So they nicknamed it Africa Got Talent, because okay. I'm on a talent search right now. But for traditional 
um, talent, drummers, dancers, and singers that do the traditional drumming, dancing, and stuff. So each country I go to, I'm going to six countries, I pick seven, five to seven people that I'm going to bring on tour with me for my production. Um, so that was the one thing I was doing. And then the other thing, I just released a new song called Living Life. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I've been pushing that out there. I had a media tour. I went to all of the top radio stations, TV stations, the clubs, and it was just an amazing experience. And one thing, like, I, as a man, I got a little emotional with the support. And I told my wife when I got back, I said, I'm not releasing another song in the U.S. The rest of, the rest of my releases are coming from Africa, then they reached the U.S. Wow. Because my song in the first week streamed a quarter million. African organic streams, wow. a quarter million. And I don't put so much money and stuff into America to where all of the people that I know personally. I'm like, if all my so-called friends streamed me, I'd be at at least a thousand. For sure. <laughs> and this song is going crazy. Like, it's going viral in Nigeria. A lot of my music do good, but just to see this one take over the radio waves, the TV waves like that, I'm like, wow. That's crazy. And that's to go back to that level of support, mm -hmm. of people saying, I like you, I'm going to support you. The, the least I could do is stream or share your music. Tell me the story about creating Living Life. So Living Life, it's funny. We was, um, I wanted to do an Afrobeat slash hip-hop album. You know what I mean? Like I said, I call, it, I call it Florida to Nigeria. I always say that. So I had two producers that met me from my last single um, called Ayaba Me. They reached out to me. And I get a lot of people reaching out, but these ones, they sound was very unique. Mm. So I said, all right, let's work. I'm going to be in Ghana um, in two weeks. I'm going to buy your flight. Meet me out there. And we was just going to go get a studio record. But then he introduced me to his producer. So they came and they brought the whole studio equipment, everything. And wow. we set up the studio in my house. We were supposed to take a week to create an album. But our chemistry was so strong, we created seven songs in three days. Wow. And Living Life was like the third song we made. And in the middle of writing Living Life, I found out that my oldest brother passed away. So I dedicated the song to him. And I remember he always said, like, he was always big on, like, Living Life telling you live my life. You know what I mean? You always say, I live vicariously through you. Because he was a musician and artist as well, but he didn't go the route of becoming that. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's the backstory with that. So I just, I, um, I just, you know, gave that song to my brother entitled of his life or whatever. And just to remind us that we, life ain't promised. So why not live life while we're here? Wake up, be happy, yes, be thankful. My father always said, if you count how many things you're thankful for, you won't have time to complain. Ooh, Ooh that's a paw. Shouts out to the OG. <laughs> um, it is said that, and, and I'm just, you know, I'm just hearsay. Like, it is said that if, 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 if a man, say a man made six figures here, he could go, literally go to Africa and live like a king. Yes. Yes. One of my properties in Africa is a five-bedroom, four, no, five-bedroom, five-bath, rooftop. I pay 1200 a month. That's my rent, rental property. Wow. I pay 1200 a month for that five one. Five-bedroom? Mm-hmm. Man, I pay, won't get you a dang room in Atlanta, <laughs> boy. I pay twice a year for it. You know what I mean? So you just do six months at a time, and it's good. And that's the property I used to rent out or if I need to host people, you know. But then building you, building in Africa, that's where it comes at. You could build your estate. 
Go out there with 40 to 50 bands and build the estate. And if you want something crazy, take 100 to 120. And we got the whole infrastructure. We got the team because that's what I'm doing. I'm developing yeah. in Africa like crazy right now. So, so basically, simply put, um, you can take U.S. the money that you may make in the United States, and it it it, it triple. Yeah, maybe even maybe four times. Wow. Yeah, the money goes a lot further. Hey man, we we, we got it all wrong, Stan. <laughs> we got it all wrong. Hey, man, we need to start saving up right now. We're going to go to Africa, <laughs> and we're we going to buy a football team. <laughs> nah, man, like I, how you said, a lot of the A-Raps, all of them, that's what they do. They come use America as an ATM. They make their money here, and they build their businesses, but they um, profit and all that is going home. And they building these estates and these mansions and clubs and everything. You know what I mean? I'm glad I got a group of brothers that mindset is on that right now. And we all, you know, that's what we've been doing lately is buying and building in Africa. Now, you, you just moved to Ghana. Right? Yeah, I just officially moved there. I've been traveling back and forth for a while, but I just officially moved there. So I live in Ghana and Florida. Oh, man. So uh, what, is, what is it like living in the motherland? One thing that I love, I feel free. I feel a different sense of freedom. When I'm in the States, I'm on grind mode. Mm. I'm not sleeping properly. I'm missing my workout and all of that. I'm not eating right the way I'm supposed to be eating. When I'm in Ghana, I feel like I'm back in myself. I don't feel the pressure of the States. You know what I mean? I'm able to get up, do my workout every morning, come out the gym, the coconut lady is right there. The mango man is right there. And that's what I'm refilling myself with. So every time I leave Ghana and come back here, I'm on a high. I'm charged because not only am I living a more free lifestyle, the things I'm putting into my body is not killing me. Hmm. Mm -mm. Yeah, man. I got I to take that trip, dog. I, I ain't even going to cap because, you, know, uh, you know, I just hear the stories. Uh, Rotimi. Is uh is from uh, the artist uh yeah he's yeah. from Nigeria yeah he's fr he's from he's from Africa and he and you know he's always talking about you know I mean you need to just just go to Africa for a minute man you gonna really find out who you are as a person really find out you know just how important you are and you know and you find yourself value yeah yeah it's you know it's, it's deep it's it's it, it changed your life and me growing up knowing about my tradition and all of that I didn't travel to Africa the first time until I was an adult okay. and I went on my own you know what I mean and. I wanted to always go when my parents went, but of course, when I was young, soon as I got 18, 19, I messed up my record so I couldn't travel. Mm. But when I got all that situated, I said, the first thing I'm doing is traveling to Africa when I get my passport and my very first trip. I said, how will my ancestors look? And that's one thing I want to tell people. How will my ancestors look? I'm going to all these European countries, these Spanish countries, but I didn't go to Africa first. So that's why I tell people, like, that's almost like, sacrifice like go to the motherland first then travel everywhere go to where you came from get that power even if you just go and touch the soil you that's where you originated from wow. you know what i mean that's all hey man talk to me talk to me about like the the, the, the african garbs like what what are they the, the hat the the, the 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 chains the the garb like what what exactly is it okay so this outfit is actually an outfit from my um from my clothing store, I started a brand called um, Ogunlano's Closet, OG Drip. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, so basically what I wanted to, the story behind my clothes, the way I make them is because growing up, we was, we had to wear African clothes. My parents didn't play that. So of course, growing up in Florida, that means a lot of fighting, a lot of getting picked on, but you know, so we grew up doing a lot of fighting. So what I wanted to do was, I wanted to, when I created this brand, I wanted to swag out the clothes. So I, I did like a modern fusion mm. with the traditional and then more fitted type of look. So you could step out, still feel clean, but still be wearing the African clothes. So these are my own designs right here with the African clothes. And then these beads right here, these are Koru beads. When you see people wearing these beads, these are red Koru. They typically represent royalty, wealth, or a high chief or something when you wear these beads. So these would be the equivalent of like when you see diamond chains, wow. the Koru beads, because red Koru is worth a lot of money. Wow. This is a traditional gold chain from the Ashanti region. You know what I mean? So in West Africa and Ghana, a lot of the gold came from the Ashanti tribe. They had like the biggest, still to this day, the biggest treasure. A lot of their gold you can't even buy. You know what I mean? You see the kings. One thing you see the like traditional Ashanti kings, they make you want to tuck your chain. They come yeah. out with chains like this. Bracelets all the way up here. Their shoes is gold. Everything like... Crazy, you know what I mean? And then, um, yeah, I think that's it that I got on. The hat code, too. Oh, man. then the hat. This is um, called the fila, or a ade. When you see it like this with the um, beats and all that, it's more called the ade. A ade means a crown, you know what I mean? But we call these fila or crown. Me, I'm a traditionally crowned king. I'm the one of the youngest kings that was, you know, traditionally crowned the king. And I'm on, it's three of us in America. And I'm one of the three of them. So a lot of times when I step out, I wear a crown or a fila. That's hard, bro. Um, I'm learning something, man. You got me ready. You got me ready to pack my bags, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready to go see the Instagram girl, man. Yeah, sure, man. I go with 20 bands, man. I might, I might come back murdered, bro. Hey, man. Now, um, okay, okay. Let's talk about this. Uh, I have gone back and forth with several women on a couple of occasions about the polygamy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it is said that, you know, in, in Africa, our motherland, where we came from, where we descended from over here, uh, you know, they practice polygamy. Yeah, very is that, strong. Is that is that a real deal? Yeah, polygamy is strong. Polygamy is practiced a lot. They say, um, they do say polygamy is a rich man's sport. You know what I mean? Because you have to be, well, just monogamy is a rich man sport as well. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> <laughs> because you got to, you know, as a, as a man, a true man that's holding it down, we're not talking about people giving excuses. You are supposed to provide for your wife and your family. Right. My father provided for um, my mother and all of us, it was nine of us, and I never seen my father crying about doing it. I remember times that when we didn't have no car, his car broke down. I remember him riding his bike 10 miles to go to work every day. Wow. We never went hungry. I would have never knew that we was broke. I didn't know we was broke until I grew up. You know what I mean? But they made it happen for us. Mm -hmm. And what my father gave me is the strength of being a man that will never be broken, that will never give an excuse. One thing you will never hear from me is excuse. And I don't deal with men who give excuses. On, Either you do or you don't. My father always used to say, save the excuses. But yes, polygamy is something that's big. A lot of times you see the chiefs, the kings, 
or the rich men. They're the ones that's doing the polygamy. You know what I mean? And I think, me personally, I think it's a beautiful thing because then it eliminates all of the cheating and all of that. It eliminates you not being honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're going to deal with a woman, why not marry her? You feel me? Hey. I think it, uh, I think it, you know, it definitely, it definitely has some advantages or whatever. Because the fact of the matter is that, you know, there's just there's more women in the world than there are us, mm -hmm. right? And so that way, with the polygamy, you know, it it allows a lot of more women to get a good husband. Yes, you feel what I'm saying? Yes, like you know, it's only a couple of higher value guys that is really that really even have that mentality and that status and that status. And so if you, you know, if one girl get him, and then it's just like, well. She's left with nothing. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, with the poly thing, you know what I mean? She, you know, about two or three of them, you know, he, he get as many women as he can afford. Yeah, exactly. That was definitely one of the reasons they did it, too, because a lot of the villages, it was way more women than men. Yeah. You know what I mean? How you going to keep the legacies alive if you're not procreating? Yeah, the American girls can get mad at us. We're going to move forward. <laughs> uh, tell me some things about yourself that people don't know or don't understand? Um, well, some things about that people don't know is like, I was born and raised in Florida, and I'm thankful for that, you know what I mean? Because it allows me to have this big cultural identity, but then I, stu I still have this street smart as well. And one thing I love about having that is that no matter where I go in the world, I can't, I'm not going to get played. You know what I mean? And that's one of my strengths. And I treat people good, but you know, a lot of times people, oh, this brother, this. Like I said, like we yeah. used to say in the day, don't let this dashiki get your yeah, whip. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's like, I love that my parents knew to allow us to grow up and be people. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they knew who we were. They knew all of the royalty and all that, but they allow us to grow up and have our own experiences. They... What they made sure is that we had our tradition, but they didn't dictate and control our life to where we couldn't live it. Mm -mm -mm. Um, as an African-American man, our culture has been robbed from us. The worst. Most, most of us don't know, or maybe maybe past great-grandmama, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe, if that, if that far. Um, you know, we, we, we cannot trace our lineage back generations and generations and generations. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to me about culture. Culture is like, I feel it's one of the most important things and one of the most powerful things that we have. And especially honoring and knowing our ancestors. We gotta think, and I reference the European because right now we see them at the power. You gotta think they honor and reference their ancestors in everything they do. Mm. But then they tell us, don't honor our ancestors. It's demonic or whatever. You know what I mean? So I, I tell people like this, all of this work you done did, living here right now, you, you do all this work. You feeding your children. You taking care of your home. Then when you pass away, they supposed to just forget you? And two generations, your name ain't being called no more? So our power is in calling our ancestors' name, keeping them involved in the things that we're doing. You know what I mean? And that was the main thing that they stripped away from us because if we remember our ancestors, we're going to remember our tradition. We're going to remember our cultures. We're going to remember the things that empowered us and gave us power and gave us strength. You know what I mean? The same thing that was taken away from us that they used to build their monuments and build their nations. Our science is the science that's being used around the world. The African science is the science that they used to develop the whole world, and they removed us from it. You know what I mean? As African-Americans, 
It's not about religion or nothing. It's about getting back to your identity of who you are. You should know where you came from in Africa. You should know who your great-great-grandmother was. You should know the taboos of the family. You should know this family ain't supposed to drink. That's why you out there acting like that. You should know this family ain't supposed to drink milk. This family not supposed to eat this. But these was the things that my parents as African-born Americans in this um, culture, that they started this movement in 1959. It was a lot of movements we know about, but the Yoruba African spirituality movement is the one that they try to keep away from us. But it's the only successful movement today that has not been infiltrated. You know what I mean? Shots out moms and pops, man. Let's move forward, let's move forward. Um, Tory Lanez. Was found guilty a couple months ago. Uh, as of today, they are currently about to hand down his sentencing for his guilty verdict in the Megan Thee Stallion assault case. What is your thought about Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion situation? I mean, if he popped there for real, that's that's <laughs> crazy. Like, why would you do that? Like, I just think about my father. Like, my father said, there's never... If you got to get away, you get away, but you you don't put your hands on a woman. For sure. You feel me? And I know this, and I'm going to say this, when I was 19 years old, me and my baby mama got into a fight, and I pushed her or whatever and put my hands, pushed her off of me. I remember that was the only time as an adult that my father whooped my ass. Mm -hmm. Like, he really went in on me. But it taught me a lesson, and it taught me how to control and hold my anger. So as a man, you should have control. And that's what I could say. We're not talking about these little boys or these people who come with excuses. But as a man, you should have control. You should know how to remove yourself from a situation. So if he popped there for real, then whatever has to come has to come. I don't really have too much to say on it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, ah, I'm going to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move forward. It's your, look, it's your interview because I, I get to going and. <laughs> And then they say, and then they be mad at me. I want to hear your perspective real quick. <laughs> uh, man, Tory Lanez ain't shoot that girl, man. I don't mm-hmm. believe Tory Lanez shot that girl. I believe I believe that girl was being messy. Mm-hmm. She was screwing Tory and screwing uh, multiple people. And mm-hmm. her homegirl was screwing Tory, too. And they got into it about some dick. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot. I think, you know, it's the... So one of the dangerous creatures on the world, on the world, in the world, is a is a woman scorned. Yeah, and so yeah. I believe that she was a little scorned by that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, Tori was dealing with her, with her friend, her best friend first, and then Megan doubled back. Mm-hmm. And so from what I, from what it came out, it's like you know, it's a bunch of times that that kind of situation happened where her friend was talking to Ben Simmons and then here comes Megan wow. or whatever. And so, you know, I, I believe the friend popped up. Probably. <laughs> that dang. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, a cold they, world. They, they trying to get, but at the same time, to keep it all the way G, Tori shouldn't even had, he shouldn't even been around it. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't even, like it, bro, if you know this is a messy situation, you know you over here messing with Shawty and messing, she doubling back or whatever. Why is you in the car with them like everything cool? Yeah. Like, bro, you should have removed yourself from that situation completely, you know what I mean? And you know how messy Shawty is, so, you know, man, I mean, you know, I don't have a, a, a 
yeah, I don't like making a stallion. Yeah, I mean, the story don't make it don't make sense to me. Like, it was too much. Like, did he shoot you? Didn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why would? To me, it never made sense. Like. Why would this man just pop her? Now, like, if, he, if he did, then by all means, he's getting everything he's supposed yeah. to get. You feel what I'm saying? But, I mean, deep down, I just don't believe that man. Shoot a chick? Yeah, that's that's pretty extreme. Shoot a chick? <laughs> like, come on, man. But, you know, here nor there, man. Uh, free toy legs. <laughs> but uh, they, from what I understand, they, they you know, she, uh, Megan didn't appear at the, tr- uh, at the at the hearing or whatever, but she sent a statement. Uh, they are trying to get that guy, like, <laughs> she wants no mercy for him. She hasn't had peace since the day. She said she hasn't had. Damn. Peace. She trying to lock him up under the jail. Man. She lock him up. But you know, if it, if it ever came out, if Tory did a tell all and he admitted to it and, and he said that he really did it, you know, I'd apologize. But I just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. It was too many conflicting stories. It was too much, uh, you know hiding stuff and sweeping stuff under the rug. Hey, man, did you do it or didn't you do it? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you do it or didn't you? And it just seemed like, you know what, he was just an easy fall guy being a guy, blues, blah, blah, blah. But I think a, a homegirl popped the ass. Damn. For fucking a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. And Jay put it on him. Dang, that'd be dirty. See, man, maybe you should have went to Africa and gotten the poly, man. You'd been straight. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> What can we expect in the future from for Oba, man? Well, I got two albums right now that um, I'm gonna drop. This one called Ishegun. I got another one called Throne Day. I've been trying to figure out which one to drop first, but Living Life is on the Ishegun one, and that's the one that's going the most crazy. So it's gonna be proper to drop that one. Um, I got this Moa production that I'm putting together. It's also a film that I'm doing oh. a series about it. So we documenting the whole thing, and then we're going to put it out as a film. And um, other than that, building and development in Africa, you know, that's that's where my heart is at right now. Now, they say Akon is over there doing a whole lot of different things. Yeah, he's doing it big. I, I hope we could cross path, but he's doing it real big out there. He in the, um, Senegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that that is another case of, of a guy coming over here to make his millions and go back over there. And yeah. Those millions look like billions. Yeah. Yeah, he a billionaire out there, like no cap. You know what I mean? It's funny because I was telling my wife, I'm like, dang, I always wanted to be a millionaire. And when I moved to Africa, I'm a millionaire now. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I'm officially a millionaire in Africa. If you got a hundred a hundred plus thousand, you a millionaire. Man, I'm gone, bro. <laughs> Stay. Stay. We about to switch this whole thing. They got YouTube in Africa, bro. <laughs> Bro, they got YouTube in Africa, bro. We can take this whole thing, go to Africa. We can shoot our content, live like kids, bro. Bro, and be millionaire. Everybody up, bro. Your podcast, all of this, it'd be much cheaper there. We get you a whole yeah, building. Man, we build all, the building. Man, we got a whole goddamn city over there, man. Goddamn ugly money bill. <laughs> Moving to Africa, dog, and I'm getting the chicken from uh, Shotty from Instagram, the, the one I always be on her page. I don't, I don't know what her name is. I don't know how to pronounce it. My, my, my bossy, <laughs> something, baby. But you got you. Hey, listen, dog. We coming for you, hey, man. I, I, I definitely want to take that trip. That's definitely on my bucket list, man. You know, just to, just to see what, what are some good places to visit, and and because we're talking about the whole continent. Yeah. What what parts? What so parts? for me, I'm gonna say you know Ghana. That's where I brought my house at. That's why I love Ghana so much. Um, Ghana is beautiful too because it's like you could get 
the best of the traditional world and you can get the best of the modern world. You know what I mean? So I really love Ghana a lot. Uh, another place that I like a lot is um, Tanzania in East Africa. I got property there as well. And of course, Nigeria, because that's my, you know, ancestral birthright. Yeah. And Nigeria is like the turn up. You know what I mean? Like, if you think of New York, think of Miami, like when you in Lagos, Nigeria is all the way up. Anything you want in Nigeria is there. Anything. That's hard. Yeah. Hey, man, what, um, Biz, what, what, what tribe or what country are the guys that be out in Atlanta? Uh, where they, do they be from all different places? Senegal. Them the guys be having the J's for the low. Oh, you talking about the district? Yeah, at, the, at, 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 at where they from? They be getting to it, bro. I ain't gonna count this awesome. It's one thing I, I, I've seen with a lot of Africans that I've, that I've come across or whatever. They they definitely are hustlers. Yeah. And someone um, once, um, shout out to my brother, uh, Mr. Brantley over there in the atrium. He uh he was telling me he was like um he's like you got to understand that for an African man to come to the United States and be a business owner he is the best of the best. Mm, that's he has true. left his country mm -hmm. to come to another land and now he is a business owner. Yeah. And so he was he was explaining it to me about you know him doing a lot of business with them. He said they're they're, they're definitely because you know a lot of the Africans that we see here are thriving. I ain't gonna cap like yeah, you yeah. know most guys from 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 Africa. They got some. They got some money on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, there she go with the Africans because the Africans got the bag. Yeah, yeah. If they make saying? it here, it's like sink or swim. You gotta think. A lot of times, it'd be a whole family behind that one person to get them to America. So it's like you have to make it or don't come home because then you wasted that opportunity. This is like considered the promised land for a lot of people because wow. opportunity, and that's what. So sometimes when we hear and born here, we don't see the opportunity that other people see here. You know what I mean? Now. With me living in Africa, now I see it clearly. I'm like, okay, when I come to America, yes, I'm grinding, I'm making my money, but I'm not blowing it here no more. Mm. I'm taking my money back home. Yeah, man, because they got them two Honda, <laughs> like two bands. So let me give you an example. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I did my release party, right? Yeah, yeah. And we at one of the top clubs in Nigeria. And so I ordered 10 bottles. I wanted 10 bottles. Okay. I just want everybody to drink. Ten you bottles. know what I mean? You looking at At the end of the night. Huh. My bill. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you what ten bottles cost over here. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. We at KOD on a Tuesday. Ten bottles. You you get ten bottles of Hennessy. That's three fifty times ten. That's thirty five hundred plus the section. Hold on, plus the section five hundred. Plus everybody got to get in the club. That's another goddamn five hundred. You looking at about forty five? Okay, forty five hundred. So, so my um, and we had food and everything, and the whole top section. Oh, hold on, food. I, I don't <laughs> want a platter of wings. The whole top section was mine. The whole the top whole of the top, club. You want the whole? Oh, he want. He got multiple sections. Yeah, I yeah, got you the had whole, ten bands. The you whole had, top of the club. You had ten bands. <laughs> you had ten bands. Over with. It's ten k. Okay, so there, my my bill was like eight hundred thousand naira. 800,000 naira, the exchange rate right now is 850 per dollar. So that means that was... 850 naira per dollar? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that means I roughly spent around $900 that night. Boy, got a $9,000 discount. <laughs> Boy, stop playing. And he was over there with the Instagram junk. I be looking at my boy, 
Nabagawase. Her name. Yeah, bro, we gotta go over there, man. I'm gonna kick it, man. Yeah, it was. Hey, man, I'm about to save up fifteen hundred and just come fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's it, everybody. Everybody, y'all can pay for your own ticket, bro. But I got everything when we get done. Ain't need one to eat, but hey, gonna take this two dollars and fifty cent, boy. We got them order your steak, boy. <laughs> Nah, man, we definitely got to do that, man. We got to take some retreats, man. I appreciate you for making time, brother. Um, I appreciate that, you making that's time. The highlight of the party. Wow. Right he, got, he got my boss out there, man. He got it out. <laughs> She's shaking that moat. Man, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir, skill. Okay, they got strip clubs in Africa. <laughs> oh, man. So they got the strip club. So you be throwing the Naira? Yeah. You, you yeah, you're throwing the Naira. Throwing oh, the man, Naira. it's over with, bro. <laughs> yeah, that'll be no Boy, boy, listen, if I had $1.850, bro. Boy, hey, shorty, I want a stack of ones, man. What you talking about? You mean to tell me $1.850, bro? Bro, bitch, we going crazy in there. Boy, bro, I'm bringing a dub in that thing. So crazy. Baby, goddamn, I'll change your life in this, bro. Hey, right? Oh man, yeah, That's but no, serious. African Americans, y'all, we should think about going um, back to Africa, even if we do half and half like I'm doing. But like, opportunity is there for us. The Chinese are there eating, eating, and taking our land. It's our land. Go back home and build. You know what I mean? Just make sure you get with the right people. I would say that. That's yeah. why I said you. Africa is like anywhere else. You know what I mean? You can get played. You can meet the right person. You just got to make sure you do your research. But any smart businessman is going to do their research in anything before they invest. I think a smart move is to have your businesses here in the States, but definitely have you a house in Africa. Yes. That, that'd be a dope place to yes. retire. Imagine if you were like in South Africa on the beach. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the house on the beach in the United States is millions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got a beach house in, in, in South Africa. It cost me thirty five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a little. All wild. you gotta do is pay for the plane ticket, right? <laughs> hey man, I remember these guys used to always talk about it, take you back to my country. I am a prince. Now they really was not capping. Right? <laughs> man, yeah. I had a homeboy, man. Uh, Shouts out my boy Mike, man. Parkour, Virginia. You already know. Mike used to always talk about he was a prince back home. Yeah, right? yeah. He was from Africa, and you know we'd be like, man, shut your ass up, man. You know, damn. You know what I'm saying? But shoot, like, I had one of my homegirls actually went back with him one time. Uh, he was like, no, he really a prince out there. Like, <laughs> he living like royalty. Man, we going to Africa, bro. You, you just sold me today. Hey, you just sold me today. I appreciate you, man. Hey, man, before we get out of here, man, let, just let them know what to be on the lookout for. Let them know where to follow you at. Everything that you got you got going on. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, social media, Obagunlano, all platforms. That's O. B-A-O-G-U-N-L-A-N-O. I got the new album that's about to drop, Ishegun. I got um, the film, Movements of West Africa, that's about to drop. Also, speaking of going to Africa, I recently um, opened a touring company. And Africa is one of the main places we go. You can book right on my website. We go to the Caribbean as well. Um, I'm all about showing culture and giving people access. Like I said, I was one of the youngest crowned king, so they gave me a key. I feel like I got a key, and I want to use it for my... 
people, my brothers, my sisters. Yes, Africa is home, but I grew up in the United States. So I want to show my brothers and put them on game. The same way when any good dude come across the come up, you're like, hey, bro, no, no, chill, chill. Don't buy those shoes, buy these ones. So that's how I feel about Africa. That's why I'm creating this platform for African-American people. You know what I mean? I love my people first. Come home. If you want to travel with the king, come roll with me. I'm going to show you Africa in another way you've never seen it before. Hey, you got me sold, my brother. You definitely got me sold, man. I got it. We got it. I got to get my passport, bro. I'm gone. <laughs> bro, I'm gone, bro. I'm about to give me 850 naira as soon as I walk through the door. Eight fifty, bro. bro. You know what eight fifty look like, bro? That, that's, about, bro. that's about a that's 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 about a nice little one, bro. So with two dollars, you hitting like this, bro. Boy, what with a dub, bro? You got a suitcase for a dub, bro. So I'm gonna go fucking like that, bro. Hey, man, I appreciate you stopping by, bro. This been a dope interview. Uh, Man, it's been a dope interview, dog. And and, and look, man, uh, the single, the single, living life is available now on all streaming platforms worldwide. Man, make sure y'all go and check that out, man. Support everything this brother got going on, man. And he is sharing the wealth, he's sharing the knowledge. So definitely, man, we we salute you, man. And and uh, we know it's just the beginning. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Facts, man. Yes, I sir. appreciate it being here. Hey, man. Remember, the bigger the dream, the bigger the risk, the bigger the payoff. This has been the Ugly Money Podcast, sponsored by Engorge Rejuvenation Tea, promoting erections, improving stamina, size, endurance, and libido. And of course, Chosen Vodka. Follow them at Chosen Vodka. Vodka owned by a black man, triple the steel. All right, man. It's been the Ugly Money Podcast with Obafuliano. Classic, sir. Yeah, that was a vibe. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, you got me, you got me. Let's get a picture, Stan. You got me really, really cool.